Longer Greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 362 of The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we chat about the wild world that is Xbox possibly going multi-platform, the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth State of Play and Demo, the Vita Lives, and so much more as we do it live each and every Wednesday night over at youtube.com slash at P.S. Trophy Room and coming at you through your radio each and every Thursday over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. With all that said and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? What I tell you, yeah, Joe, and since we last spoke, yeah, and in a non-gross, seedy way uh-huh i've gone through at least six bo- boxes of tissues blowing my nose <laughs> since we last spoke it's a problem yeah yeah <laughs> i am so stuffed up so oh my god so uh okay, everyone watching the video yeah. my camera goes away it's because i'm blowing my nose all right and i don't want y'all to see that fair so. enough fair enough listen yeah. i am so happy that you're here because i i'm gonna be honest first off thank you kevin diaz for filling in for kyle uh, and also filling in for me, but both in our state of plays um, and our state of play show. Um, thank you so much. And Kyle, as much as I loved talking to Kev, I missed talking to you, knowing that you've been down bad with this like really nasty cold. But I'm happy that you're here with us now. Like even if it's yeah. not a hundred percent, you know, I'm happy that you're here yeah. talking PlayStation with us. I'm happy to talk about. You know, picking the right side of history when it comes to where we play games, you know? Oh, are we getting there already, Kyle? I say in the most sarcastic way possible. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't take this that seriously at all. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, no, no. Um, Kyle, I want to know, though, before we get into the show, because, listen, you missed out on the state of play. I want to know, what was, like, your highlight of the show? And also, the Death Stranding, like, like Death Stranding aside... What was your highlight? And then Death Stranding 2, how crazy and kooky is that trailer? Okay. Man, it's hard to say anything but Death Stranding 2 right. as the highlight. Um, I really enjoyed what Stellar Blade gave us. Right? Even though I don't think it was a home run. Okay. Um, I got major like Final Fantasy vibes oh. from Stellar Blade. Oh, okay. Just of like sitting on a bench and like right. refilling health points, and you know, uh, mixed with a little bit of uh, near with like your little robot buddy yep. and the way the bosses looked. So I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, digging, um, digging that a whole lot. Um, as far as Death Stranding two, oh my god, I was <laughs> the little puppet man. <laughs> I was so so excited. Yeah. Um, to see that yeah i don't know what that puppet man's about Mm-mm. i don't know why he's at like 10 frames a second i have no idea but i'm excited why are <laughs> fragile and sam in like a weird blue monochromatic look at the beginning i have like, a theory i have yeah, a theory i, 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 th- I don't i, don't I think know. it's because yeah, they're but... crossing the 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 sea like they're on the beach crossing the sea perhaps oh, that's what i'm thinking 
It's like that's not bad. where they left that location. That's why I think they're hey, blue. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Death Stranding 2 looks fantastic. And then it's weird to just talk about that state of play and, and it ending with, and we'll see you next week for Final Fantasy VII Reverse <laughs> state of play. I'm like, oh my God, yes. And here we are. And yeah. that was pretty great too. But yeah. Overall, what do you think you're, you're giving that state of play? A solid B. Okay. Um, because people I know are hyping it up, it's like this is the best one ever. I I kind of tend to agree there. I think it's this is the best state of play they've given. I, I think the only thing that would have made it better is more actual first party things. Fair, fair. Uh, but I really do enjoy the third party support and the exclusives that we'll be able to play on PlayStation that they showed off. Mm-hmm. Even though like Rise of Ronin is still not hitting with me. Okay. And I don't know why. It's just there's something doesn't feel like it's going to be fun. Maybe it's I'm I'm just waiting for Ghost 2. Yeah. yeah. And and I and this isn't Ghost 2 and my standards are too pretty <laughs> high for that, I guess. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um I I I I'm a week divorced from the state of play. Stellar Blade has my full attention. I think my hype for Ro- for Rise of Ronin kind of is notched down a bit, not because it's doesn't look Great. I, I'm really excited to see what Team Ninja brings. I'm just thinking, man, I'm going to be playing Dragon's Dogma instead. Like, that's where I think my heart is going to go if I had to, you know, when I have to choose which one we're going to cover. That was pretty rough to have both of those games follow each other. Yeah. Like, Rise of Ronin immediately after Dragon's Dogma. That was kind of that was kind of rough. It's like, dude, and same day, like, geez, okay, all right. But, like, Stellar Blade has, like, really a nice week to itself so yeah i think you know stellar blade is the highlight outside of death stranding and i just love how flashy and how the combat is like it just looks like a whole lot of fun so i'm i'm excited for for both um but overall yeah i think my verdict still stands i actually think this was like a fantastic state of play and i can't wait to see what the future is uh that said fiznik kojima's you know oh, metal Fizzins? gear yeah yeah, what what did I say? did I say it right or wrong? It just I think you added a K okay. sound okay. in there. What, yeah. How do you say it? Fizzint. P H Y S I N T. Okay, yeah, fizzint. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Right. It is pretty cool. That is definitely a <laughs> PS6 game. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying for we, whatever. We've talked about it. Well, I mean, we've talked about it before. Our history with Metal Gear is very limited. Yeah. So this is obviously a huge thing, uh, Kojima making another action espionage game, which obviously I'm excited for. I love Death Stranding. We both love Death Stranding. We're we're excited for two. Mm -hmm. We're excited to see whatever OD is. Yeah. But like. And hey, that might be coming to PlayStation. We don't know, you know. But hearing him talk about how this is like the culmination of his work. Yes. That's what 40 gets years excited. of making games that, yeah, that's what got me hyped for it. Yeah. Yeah. It is not so much metal gear. Cause I don't have a history with it as like, like so many others do. It's literally just knowing how crazy he went with death stranding, knowing like, you know, his pedigree with the stealth genre and knowing that like, now I know like, like the stealth thing is my jam now as I've gotten older in life. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I want to see how crazy he could kind of get with it. So by that time as well, I would have played all the Metal Gears because this year is all about tackling the backlog of shame. I got the Metal Gear collection sitting right beside me. Uh, There's no excuse now. So 
maybe that's the game I, I play right before Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, but... I mean, I some might say, OG Final Fantasy, we're waiting for you to... Yeah. I, I, I went and platinum that game over the weekend, so I don't know what you're waiting for. I mean, dude, work's been insane. When I tell sure. you it's been the most hands-on I've ever been, it's nuts. Usually there's, like, a nice time to carve out and, like... I can get a, a few hours in. I think I'm seriously going to beeline, just get the story stuff out of the way and like understand. I want to understand all the references, like watching you uh, and the crew uh, yesterday react to like all these things, all these references. And I'm, I'm just sitting there like Tifa and Aerith look cute in those bikinis. <laughs> we, I do. They got it. even gotten red 13 flustered. I know. Like, uh, 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 uh. Uh, I'm a, I'm a cat and I'm a dog. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm excited for a rebirth. Don't get me wrong. Like talking to you be- behind the scenes, like I, I forgot how much I enjoyed the game in 2020, and like excited to see all these characters again. But like, I really want to truly understand them in the OG level. You know. That said, Kyle, listen, we have honestly not a lot to talk about, but what's there is some of the most, I would say. It's a meaty episode. Yeah, I think we we're talking about one of the most possibly influential d- decisions in games, and and what what the ramifications of which. So let's get right into it. Before we do though, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Of course, the Trophy Room merch store BB help support this sh- this ah, the show and look good doing it. Uh, head on over to our merch store and get a nice little coffee mug. Uh, and also our Buy the Players Community Game Show. This month is all about Final Fantasy VII Remake to get us hype for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, join us at 3 p.m. at on February 17th as we talk all about our love of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I will be playing the OG and hopefully by that time have beaten it so that I can understand the hype behind Remake a little bit more, understand the references in Remake that I didn't catch the first time. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So come join us. If you have any questions, go talk to Marcus O'Neill and Drellish over in the Discord chat. They're excellent moderators and just overall amazing people. Of course, it's time for our Patreon pitch. Before we break down all this news, of course, like I say each and every week, if we ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever your situation may be, it really does help us out. Toss a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Uh, some of the like biggest things that we pay for, like our editing tools, our recording software, and um, what else? What else? What else? Yeah. Oh, and our... The, the, the website that hosts our podcast, those fees are coming up really soon. So it really does help any, any, you know, any money that you got, you could throw us our way. If you can afford it, it would really help us out. And uh, you get cool bonus content when you do. So head on over to patreon.com slash PS room. Have Kyle talk about why Leon would lose against Joel in a fight. What a crazy kook. Uh, come listen to our community showcase. I think that's what started the sickness, by the way. I think it is. I think it is. Uh, come listen to our community chat about games with the By the Players uh, podcast. All that and more. Again, literally hundreds of pieces of content for literally the low, low price of just a buck. So it really does help us out. I want to thank our newest members, Steph Midler uh, at the gold tier or mid 
near my apologies um all the way from thailand yo hello it's so crazy when i hear people going i'm from london i'm from france i'm from like somewhere in the world that i have no idea you know like it's just it's nuts it always blows my mind as a person that's just podcasting in new jersey the effects that we can have on people across the globe like it's 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 mind-boggling. Thank you all so much for supporting us. Jeez Louise. I want to thank our premium members, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. Our platinum members, Jay Shea, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Ryuko Kill 90, Steven Flesh, Struples and Bits, Bertos Maximos, Chris Hybrid 748, Matt Veldez, Chris the Wizard, Solo, Silcanet, Decimine, Jadus Vaughn Metal, Mitchell Grambling, and Randy Hale. I want to thank our gold members, Cypher Primus, Doss Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hayden Doyce, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, The Red Arrow, Aegis Hermit, Andrezor, Astronaut Jr., Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, Brenton Zachary, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, J. Dean Dillinger, Stone Cold, E.T., Tino Six Speed, N. Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bammon, Matthew King, The Overlord, Derwane Raksha, Drellish, Rick Davis, Steph Midler, Samuel Nestling, and the Lord Commander Suddy. Thank you all so much for supporting us the way you do. And now, Kyle, it is time to square up the news and the chaos. Take it First away. bit of news that needs to be squared up is a gigantic one. This one comes from Tom Ivan over at VGC, and Tom writes, Microsoft will update fans on its vision for the future of Xbox next week. Over the weekend, it was claimed that Bethesda's Starfield and its upcoming Indiana Jones and the Great Circle could be released for PS5, in addition to previously rumored Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves ports for Sony's console and Nintendo Switch. And earlier today, it was claimed that Microsoft is considering bringing the Gears of War franchise to PlayStation 2. With speculation about a new strategy for the Xbox business mounting, Microsoft's head of gaming released a statement on Monday telling fans that more will become clear next week. Quote, we're listening and we hear you, Phil Spencer wrote on Twitter. We've been planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. Stay tuned, end quote. Should recent reports prove to be accurate, on the surface, the move would represent a significant change in Microsoft's gaming strategy, which has previously seen it keep its biggest titles exclusive to its consoles. Other than those which were originally multi-platform before being acquired by Xbox, such as Minecraft or The Elder Scrolls Online. However, Xbox already releases all of its first-party games on PC immediately, and with PS5 and Switch reportedly outselling the Xbox Series consoles significantly, it's possible the company has decided the potential software sales can no longer be ignored. Uh, wild. Uh, having all these rumors break out, and it's not from, like, I don't know, like, influencers who just don't know it, like, jack shit like Colt Eastwood. Like, this is coming out of, like, actual journalists that do this for a living. We're, we're talking about, like, VG 24-7. We're talking about People VGC. People we respect. People we respect. You know, Eurogamer. Oh, we said people we respect, but I'm going to name IGN. Uh, GameSpot. Like, you know, just the whole lot of, like, actual reputable sites putting their reputations on the line saying, 
yeah, this is happening. And I don't know about you, Kyle. It seems like someone is saying all of this. So like I, I saw some rumors online, like someone's saying this because they want to, you know, find out who a leaker is. And I, I kind of think it's the other way around. I think someone's leaking this because they don't want it to happen. And I, I'm, I'm curious as to what you make of these rumors and do you actually think there's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire here? Because again, none of this is proven, right? So I, I don't know. I don't know. What say you? I mean, I'm going to say consistent. Mm-hmm. I hate that it's a weak thing. Yeah. I hate that. I hate the rumor mill. I just hate it all just currently. It's just really, really bad. Um, do I think it'll happen? I think we've said it before. I think it's it can happen. Mm-hmm. It's a very good shot to happen. Yeah. Does that make the the green brand less valuable? No. Mm. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think hardware wise, maybe, but not like not enough to throw your Xboxes in the trash. <laughs> you silly humans, get over yourself. There's a lot more important things going on in the yeah. world. Seriously, um, I I I definitely could see it being wise because it's a similar kind of strategy to here in PlayStation Land where. They've been putting their games on PC after they've already kind of run their course and made as much as they could on the platform. Why not put it somewhere else so they can get even more money out of something that's already made? Yeah. That that is already like a done deal kind of thing. So I, I don't I don't think these Xbox games coming to PlayStation and Switch. In my mind, I don't think they'll ever be day and date. Right. I, I definitely think there'll be a six month to a year kind of window, mm-hmm. but that I still think that's a value for Xbox players because they'll still have that year kind of exclusivity kind of thing. Right. Uh, for for me, yeah, where there's smoke, there's definitely fire, and where we hear reputable sites again put their reputations on the line, going, "No, this is definitely happening." Uh, you know, Nate the Hate, which someone in the YouTube uh, comments said, yo, you got to check him out. If you don't know him, definitely. And like he's hearing similar things that everybody's hearing things. So to me, I think, A, I have to say, first off, don't believe everything you hear um, because the key word is considering. These companies consider a lot of things and they usually talk out loud because they're all kind of talking to each other to make a strategic consensus onto something. You know, we talked about it when it was originally just sea of thieves and, um, and hi-fi rush that listen, Xbox has been toying with this idea for a very long time. Now, you know, there was a halo on DS. There was gears of war on a PS three at one point, And, you know, I forget, I forget who said it, but like even Halo on on PlayStation, uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection on PS4. They've toyed around with this quite a bit in their time, right? I think Colin actually, yeah, Colin was the, the Halo thing. Anyway, they've been toying a lot with this idea of like, yeah, this is something we may want to consider. That being said, I I wanted I I want reason to prevail here. And say, let's not count our chickens before they hatch type of thing or whatever. Is it eggs? I forget. Um, 
And yeah, it's, it's eggs, but it's fine. All right, fair enough. I'm working in reverse. I'm working with Microsoft Logic right now. And, and wait and see what Phil and Co. have to say. But when he talks to you about like, hey, we're planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details about the future, the vision of, of the future of Xbox. Stay tuned. That doesn't instill me with a lot of hope. It, do, it doesn't really. And I do think as I'm talking as a PlayStation guy, uh, I do feel like this devalues the box a little bit. And I think they don't really care. When you take a look at where Xbox was, to, yeah, go for it. To be clear, you mean the box meaning Xbox, the hardware box, or the brand Xbox? Oh, uh, more column A. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, I definitely think, like, I, I think the way Xbox sees hardware is why try to chase PlayStation and making better first-party games of them. It's taking a whole lot of money. It's taking a whole lot of time and time's not on our side. If this was like past generations, if this was like during the Xbox one time, I think you'd see them fight a little bit harder than they are. But I truly think Xbox believes that the next generation of consoles, which is sooner than we think, is probably the last generation of consoles. And they're throwing their bets into PC cloud and mobile being the things that's going to carry the brand into the future. And so they, I think they look at it as, well, okay, how about in order to pay for, you know, our halos, our, you know, you know, Hellblades, whatever the case is, we'll throw some of our older titles onto the PlayStation storefront and they could get a second life there. And it helps pay for the development of the games that we're currently cooking up. And there we can say, okay, we could start making some really stellar content. And, you know, your, your Hellblade 3s or whatever have you, your Vowed 2s. And people are going to just go, oh, wow. You know, I really liked Avowed 1. I really liked Halo. I really liked Gears of War. There's this thing over here. It's not on my PlayStation, but it's called Game Pass. It's on my TV. Let me go give it a try. And that's how they hook you. I think this is a way for them to say, you know what? Hardware has not been working for us for a long time. Year over year, it's in decline. And I believe the Series S and X are way better consoles than the one. Both in messaging, PR, and all that jazz. It's been a better console than that disaster. Um, and they still are not even making gains. It's it The popularity is slowly decreasing. So I think to them, it's like, how do we work with what we have while expanding and growing and it's something that i want to just say is playstation's in a similar boat you know we talked about it with the insomniac hack which we won't get into the you know spoiler stuff at all but you know playstation knows their ceiling when they're making a game and if it hits on the level of a god of war 50 million units and it's a huge success and if it's not so great it's a days gone situation where it sells 7.5 million units. But somewhere in between, their games sell about 9 to 10 million units worldwide. Now, that's still really great numbers. Those are really great sales. But the problem is there's no growth there, and the margins of these games, the fact is they're getting more expensive year in and year out. And so we've seen, what is PlayStation doing? Offloading their backlog into PC. That's how they're going to help develop games for the PS5. 
and they're also trying to solve that problem internally. The the bonus or benefit of PlayStation is that they have time to do that. Xbox hit their ceiling with Game Pass. It's 30 plus million units. I don't know how well their games sell, but it goes to show like Starfield, which has been the big rumored game to come over, did not do what Xbox wanted, both in sub count and in sales. And so to me, I think Xbox is being forced by their parent company to figure it out. And this is Microsoft's way of going, listen, we gave you time. This ain't it. And we're, we're, we're going to steer the ship for a second. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. Right. I, I, don't, I don't have much more to add because I, I, I agree with what you said. Yes. Um, I, I, I do want to emphasize how you started it, though. Uh-huh. And to everyone listening, watching. What I say? Let's just chill and wait yeah. to hear what they say. Yeah. Everyone's taking it too far. It's fine. Just wait. I, I, I mean, honestly, if I try to think of it, if the shoe was on the other foot, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're sitting here, and we heard Herman say, "All, all PlayStation IPs are going to Xbox or other multi-platform games." Yeah, and and it, that was the rumor, right? Like, oh yeah, Uncharted on Switch, God of War on Xbox, and. Uh, you know, Last of Us uh, on Switch, which would be wild. That'd be wild. Um, <laughs> I want, I, I want I, like a Nintendo theme. Like, <laughs> I want Joel to wear like the Mario cap and like Ellie the Luigi with cap. With Odyssey though, yeah. like with the eyeballs. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, good old Cappy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I, I honestly feel <laughs> I would probably be sitting here and be worried. I'd be nervous. So I'm not, I'm not saying you. The Xbox fans shouldn't be nervous or a little weary about it. I, I I get that kind of hesitation. I mean, but it all it all comes down to just like just wait, just wait, just wait, just don't cry. All right, no, don't definitely don't throw your Xboxes in the trash hey, or just you know. First off, Kyle, you're my you're you're. I did order the aux cord, uh, but just hold the line, Xbox fans. Uh, but like Jordan says here. I think it only devalues hardware if everything without at least a significant timed exclusivity. Right now, rumors aren't suggesting that it will be. Not to mention most people who would wait a year or more to, or sorry, won't wait a year or more to play the game. That's another thing. It's like, yeah, your exclusivity seems pretty good. Uh, like, you know, am I? was I really going to wait a year for Star- Starfield? Probably not. I was going to at least try it out on Xbox because I, I have the box here. Um, but at the same exact time, you know, someone asked me, it's like, well, what if this was PlayStation? Like as an Xbox fan, I get nothing out of it. I'm like, I think as an Xbox fan, what you get is the survival of your brand. Like it, it, the, the, the shitty thing is the, the realism is, is that you don't have, you know, you're not coming to the board to, to negotiate here. Right. It's kind of a do or die. It seems from the Xbox, uh, you know, camp is like, they don't have much of a choice either. It's, Hey, do I want to keep playing Halo? Do I want to play, keep playing Gears of War? Do I want to keep playing the games that I really love? That's what it seems like is offered. That being said, I've had questions of people coming up to me going, Hey Joe, but what if this was like the last of us? What if this was God of War? And I would say, okay, Uh, you know me, Kyle, I'm not the one to care about, you know, the exclusivity of things. Like, I play my PlayStation 
for my Last of Us, for my God of Wars and and Ghost of Tsushima's for sure. But if I know that like someone else gets to enjoy, like after watching the Grounded documentary and the love and dedication that team put in to make that game, that I get more of them uh, because it sells you know more. Awesome, go for it. Like put it on. Like I would not blink twice because I want more Last of Us. I want more God of Wars. Like I want more Ghost of Tsushima level games. But I also get the frustration that Xbox gamers have going, well, we get nothing from this. And it's like, yeah, you kind of you kind of don't. And that sucks. It really does. It sucks. That said, Ace Insane writes in, hey, guys, hope all is well. Well, Kyle's dying right now. He's coughing like a son of a gun. I was I was about to say something and then a cough. <laughs> preached up. I was going to say a joke of like, if Gears is coming over, they got to come up with a new acronym because they already have a yeah. D.O.W. They, they got to come up with something else. G-O-W Axtrix, you know? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, two. <laughs> as someone who is lucky enough to own a PS5 and a Series X, I have a question regarding the Xbox multi-platform rumors. If what we've been hearing is true, and again, it may not be, uh, is there any incentive left to buy an Xbox over a PlayStation? I'm a, li- a long-time owner of the Xbox the, since the 360, so I can't imagine selling my Xbox and not having access to the large amount of physical and digital purchased games over the years. But for new gamers, I would see no reason to buy an Xbox when you can play the previous exclusive games on PlayStation, as well as all PlayStation exclusives. Interested to hear your thoughts. I think there is, honestly, Kyle, I do think there's a, there's, there's truth to that statement. Um, I come through a, I come through a, a very lucky position of like, I grew up with Xbox in my early teens. I have love for Halo and I have love for Gears. Um, there are my Mount Rushmore of multiplayer games. It excites me that I get to play, truthfully, that I may get to play those games one day on a PlayStation. It really does. I mean, we, just a Lancer feel on a dual sense. But at the same exact time, as a PlayStation gamer, first, yeah, I would just wait. Like at this point, economically, the argument is like maybe I just wait or maybe I just play them on PC. I don't necessarily need an Xbox to do that but i also think that's just not the way microsoft's thinking about this because they're thinking about the next 10 15 years and saying it's not worth putting up the fight against playstation directly because they've already won their foothold is established and in fact we're losing ground we need to rethink our strategy and if your strategy truly is game pass then that is the exclusive that sells xbox because as of right now, there's no Game Pass on PlayStation unless Xbox really cozies up to, you know, PlayStation and Nintendo and offers them some type of watered down version. But like, that's the exclusive. And that may not be compelling to some. I mean, it's honestly not that compelling to me. But I, I want to know, Kyle, do you think this devalues people to buy an Xbox when, yeah, I could just go play it on PlayStation? You know, wait a year. I, I- at this point, I would wait until we hear what Phil has to say. <laughs> what a politician! Uh, <laughs> okay, Barack. Because <laughs> I'm just, I'm also sitting here, and I want to say, was it two weeks ago, right. two three weeks ago, where I believe it was Walmart are starting to pull Xbox physical games. Yeah. Like Xbox is just like getting out of the physical game market, so 
in my eyes, my physical media brain, why would I want to go get the Xbox box itself yep. if I can't go to a store and actually buy games anymore? Yeah. It's now at the point where if you want a Xbox Series X or an S, you want you want it to be the Game Pass machine yep. and play on your TV, where, as I hear so many people like to tout it all the time, you can play Game Pass everywhere. You don't need the box. Yeah. It's as accessible as it possibly can be. Your phone, PC, a toaster, Samsung TVs. Samsung refrigerators you know. probably in Yeah, you know, whatever has a screen out there has a possibility of running it. So yeah. if you're like uh, uh, somebody who just loves having a video game console on their entertainment stand, I would say go for it. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I don't know, maybe wait and see what all this hubbub <laughs> is about. I don't yeah. know. I think, you know, uh, like Jordan says in the chat, something I was about to echo is, just like, the simple fact that, like, it, it, the allure of not having to pay $70 for a game instead of playing that $15 price may convince people. Again, this is a PlayStation podcast, so it doesn't really convince us much. But to to me, I think that is probably where, what my Microsoft's mindset is, is, like, why, yeah, why not, like, work with these two? Because we, we already are putting these things on tablets, on, you know, TVs. We're, you know, I I think they're bound to put it on, like, a, 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 a was it, a Roku or, like, a Fire Stick one day. Like, that's where they're at with this. I mean, they're I think... proud of their partnership with the Nintendo as well. Exactly. It's, it's the one outlier. It's just, I think it just comes down to, like, we've been used to this concept of box versus box since the super Nintendo V Genesis. And we can't wrap our brains around the fact that like it, we are approaching. And this is what we've said since like year one of the trophy room where we truly believe one day, it's just going to be two apps on a screen. You get to pick. I remember 2019 Kyle, you and I saying there's going to be a day we're playing Xbox games on PlayStation and PlayStation games on Xbox. And that's what we're starting to see. You know, whether it's begrudgingly by PlayStation with MLB The Show or Xbox with like Minecraft, Call of Duty and Diablo. Uh, so it's it's getting already to this weird point. And I think, again, Xbox mindset is like we want to reach the kid that plays games on his tablet. How many times you walk into a restaurant and some kids playing Roblox on his iPad and you want to just slap him and say live in the moment. God damn it. Those kids exist and they're growing up. And I think that's where Xbox truly wants to be. And again, I part of me is like, this ain't a great decision. And another side of me is like, I got to play Gears and Halo on my PlayStation. And another part of me just says, Joe, just wait a week and we're going to find all this out. But again, stuff is happening. It's just to what extent is it happening? And I do want to give a shout out to Luke Lore. And the Xbox expansion pass with his interview with Steve Tortillo, um, which was literally, Kyle, I'm not even joking. I, You know I hate Luke Lore so much. That was the greatest interview I've ever heard. Bar, bar, bar none. Like, Luke has a has a reputation. He used to interview, like, soccer players for a living. Um, American soccer, so like, let's relax. But, like you're hearing like a journalist to another journalist just like interview each other it's just like it's incredible and steve tortillo asks them a few questions where looking back retrospect it very interesting very interesting that these talks are happening so go check out that interview you know how much i hate giving that man credit i do uh that said green girl a gamer writes in hey what up kyle welcome back 
Hello, Joe. Tips the hat. So Joe apparently thinks that, uh, you know, it's because his thoughts on Last of Us 2 and the name of his dog that I may have slightly vexed, be slightly vexed with him. I can see why Joe doesn't like puzzles in games because he's got one here that he still hasn't solved. Kyle knows the answer. It's in his DMs. Uh, what an exciting upcoming week this could be, lads. I think it's maybe because I didn't get to play Fortnite with him. Oh, you figured it out. Right out live. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Listen, get Helldivers. I'm going to play with you this week. Uh, Xbox might be bringing its exclusives over to PlayStation, with the most notable being Gears of War. But there's even a possibility for Game Pass? Question mark. I don't know about you guys, but this excites me a lot. I've never been an Xbox fan, but there are some games exclusive to it that I've wanted to play for a while. Uh, Yeah, sorry. He added a question mark. That really threw me off. What about these rumors get you guys excited or maybe even a little disappointed? Is there an exclusive you want to see crossover PlayStation besides Halo, or do you want to see them keep their exclusives away? I really want Ori. Same, Kyle. What say you? What what's a, what is a game from Xbox that like? Because you've been a PlayStation guy all your life. Yeah. What is an Xbox game that you're like? Huh. I'll try it out. I'm trying to think of a different answer. Well, uh, oh, you just want Halo? No, because like I feel like we uh, we've been asked this a couple times, and I've probably said Halo. Yeah. I probably said Gears. I've even said Ori. Like, uh, maybe Forza Horizon would be kind of cool. Honestly, that's such a great series. Like, yeah. genuinely, even, like, as a non-racing guy, that game is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that go over. Um, At least until we get MotorStorm back, which we're never getting back. We're never getting but... back. This is, like, the closest <laughs> thing, sadly. Um, I would say, for me, Fable. Fable 1... And Fable 2 are great. Fable 3, let's not talk about it. Um, but, like, Fable 1 is, like, a special game for me. That is a game, one of the games that I think I've I've repeat beat multiple times. Like, it's probably my most beaten game besides, like, honestly, the OG Halo. <laughs> like, Fable is a beloved series for me, so I would love to earn a trophy in that. And it would be, like, one of those digital ones. Like, here's, like, a 10, 20 buck, you know, thing. You know, this is one of our classics. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. See that. Uh, to to his other point though, of like, are we excited, disappointed? Again, I'm waiting. But part of me is like, and I know this. He is just like said a, rare replay. <laughs> oh damn! I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot, you're right. You're right. Oh, that that is the winning. Oh, Kyle's coffin. Oh, this one might might be the one. Also, you don't have to like turn Do off we, your cam. Don't like. Don't worry. That was. That's only when I blow my nose, so oh, okay. nothing gets oh. stuck in my mustache. Fair enough, like that uh, NFL coach. Yeah, by Andy Reid. Um, where was I going with this? I don't know. Oh, I I know there's a part of the internet discourse going on that is like, I want Xbox to keep doing what they've been doing mm. because it is making PlayStation better. There's a competition there. Ah, yes. And, and some people see this as like not competing anymore mm-hmm. i do hope that even if this does happen <laughs> oh boy oh boy i got you i'll finish your thought that even if this does happen that they still continue to make hardware so that it pushes playstation 
in the right direction. Right? Did I get that right? He's thumbing up to me. Look at this. Kyle Stephenson. Let's just give him a round of applause. Because honestly, he's he's crushing it today. And um, also, Kyle, would you like me to read the stories and reread the questions? That'd be fantastic. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, And that's a great point, Kyle, too. Because, like, to me, that is also, like, the long-term fear for me is, like, okay, without someone... You know, even if it's not like by a mile <laughs> holding PlayStation going, hey, listen, we're doing this. It, look, the reason why we got cross play, cross progression, um, you know, the reason why PlayStation Plus is anywhere near as good as it is, is because of Xbox. I mean, and I've seen some PlayStation fanboys going like, they barely competed at all. It's like, shut up. Even PlayStation has said it behind closed doors again insomniac hack that uh, their thoughts on game pass how it's better and how they can make it better than game pass like their ideas to it so like obviously playstation looks at at xbox as competition jim ryan definitely looks at it as, as competition and yeah without without them there there is a concern but i also think the same concern lies and and, and again i think we're t- taking a look at it too like two-dimensional, like there's layers here, like an ogre, where PlayStation's... 4D chess. Yeah. It's like, okay, Xbox is out of the race. Well, we're still competing with Apple because we just look at what an iPhone can do. It can literally run Resident Evil 4 Remake, and that's mm-hmm. just the beginning. It has Death Stranding on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Do you not think that like Apple may have some grander plans, that this may just be the beginning for it? So you know, you're taking a look at tech around you catching up to game consoles in a big way, yeah, I think there's other aspects that might get PlayStation humbled, if that makes it, or, or at least cautious, that maybe not necessarily they may need Xbox to keep them grounded, but I would definitely like them to be, because I think direct competition helps. And also, I feel like when we talk about it like that, we're skipping steps. Like, I've seen Xbox fans going like, what's going to happen to my library? And I'm like, first off, we 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 haven't even gotten to the part where Phil talks, so it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're skipping 18 steps, bud. Like, let's not worry exactly. about that. Uh, that being said, Kyle, you want to read Jellish's question? Sure. Jellish writes in: If Xbox is going multi-platform, what are your thoughts on Game Pass going multi-platform? Could there be a future where we have PS Plus and Game Pass subs, not only on competing consoles but also on PC? Um, Kyle, what say you here? Do you think that there is a there is a possibility, a chance that we sure. could see a Game Pass on here? Sure, why not? Now, would that then at that point devalue Game Pass as a whole? Not if it's just another tier of Game Pass where it's literally just Xbox Studios Game Pass. Okay. Where we only get access on PlayStation to Xbox Studio games right. just because if you put all of Game Pass on PlayStation, that's going to take away... I'm sure devs that are part of Game Pass and are also on PlayStation, they're not going to be happy about that. That's because you're taking away a, 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 a route of of income, of yeah, of revenue. Damn, if genius. that part of Game Pass is available on PlayStation, yeah, that's actually I didn't even think about it like that. So yeah, maybe if it's like a Xbox Game Pass Lite, um, then that would totally that would totally work. Again, though, I feel like let's not get you know let's not put the cart before the horse. Let's hang back a little bit. But I do see a future where Game Pass and PS Plus competes, not not just on consoles, but on PC. Like, I still believe yeah. that, like, 
and I know PlayStation fans don't want to hear this, that like PlayStation will eventually put their games elsewhere. Absolutely. Again, PlayStation even talked about that in the Insomniac hack about getting on mobile. Just the same way that they think about PC. And if that's the case, why not? I don't get I don't care. More people get to play The Last of Us. Then why should I care? You know? Um But yeah, I definitely and again, also through the leaks, uh, hacks rather, they want to put PlayStation Plus on PC. So yeah, I definitely see they they want to the place again, PlayStation's in a similar problem. They they want that growth. They're not getting it as much as they once were. And so they're just in a better situation, a better position because they are the market leader, right? So they have time to wait and strategize where Xbox clearly does not. All right, Kyle, last question about this. Take it away. This comes from Katie. Katie. You don't do voices. Don't do voices. Don't stress yourself. That wasn't, why? That was bad, wasn't it? No, it's not you bad, like but like, of it? I think you're, you're going to, you might die. No, so my throat isn't sore. It's just my tonsils are so big. That's the issue. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Humble that's, brag. I'm good. I know. You know, hey. <laughs> uh, as always, hope we are doing well. I am applying for a new job, so could use Ooh. all that good luck, energy, and good vibes. Send them. Katie, good luck. Let's go. Put us on your resume as references. We yep. got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have to They're ask. Like, these are American the... numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. That's all right. Mr. K-Step? Why do you call him Mr. K-Step? That's strange. That's a, that's a um, surname. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been knighted in Long Island. That's right. So I have to ask, is the world ending? Are buildings falling down around us? Is the ground opening up and swallowing us whole? I don't know, man. Because the way some people on the Xbox side of things are reacting to this week's news, it damn well feels like it. Yeah. My obvious question with this news is what games are you guys dying to try on PlayStation? What games are you thinking will do brilliantly with the dual sets? As always, much love, guys. Kyle, hope you are feeling better. Take care, folks. I think this is one of those things, Kyle, where it's like, let's try to put ourselves in, in Microsoft's shoes here, right? Where like the PlayStation's not doing as great. We've been loyal to the brand for however long, and now all of a sudden they're bringing the last my whole of us, life in my whole life. Because like there is a part of me, it's like I get it. Like there's grown men crying about their plastic box, but there is a part of me that like understands it because listen, this box has given me so many great memories, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of uh, what I was talking about earlier, where like I can understand the frustration and nervousness that right. it's going through a lot of xbox fans yeah. right now and like it's it's kind of like well you know if you love metroid what if like one day metroid just gets delisted you'd be a little distraught i think a lot of yeah. the energy is misplaced though mm-hmm. um that being said oh my god what what game would you i mean instantly instantly i'm thinking gears of war man the lancer sure. Just like as you're chainsawing them, like the adaptive triggers get, it gets easier. Like you, you get to press it down and it just becomes uh-huh. easier to carve through them. That has me hyped. Get me that ASAP, please. Here's like the one thing that I know and truly love about Halo. And I don't know if this is something that I'll get laughed about. Yeah. I don't care. Go for it. I love the Needler so much. So imagining the Needler when you're shooting it. Feeling oh. every single needle go out. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of dope. Not going to lie. And real talk, like, again, a part of me gets excited by this news because I do have a shared love. It's like Xbox is my dad and, like, PlayStation's my mom, and they separated when I was young. I still love them both equally, right? 
I hang out with mom more. Is, She's got me Nintendo on weekdays. Is Nintendo the Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing here? You're just buying me yeah. stuff? Okay. <laughs> it's not going to buy my love. S- stuck in the dryer. Exactly. <laughs> well, oh, wait, Kyle, what? <laughs> what? Excuse me? <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, I like this Kyle. He's cool. Um, But no, like, I, I do live in this dual world where, like, I do love both platforms. I obviously play PlayStation 90% of my games. Like, I've played Starfield. I'm going to platinum it on, uh, you know, on on PlayStation if it comes out there. And, you know, Jeeves writes in chat, just like PC Game Pass is different. That's a good point as well. Like, you know, these these versions are going to be one-to-one. But at the same exact time, as as much as it excites me, there is a little bit of like a, I don't know, I I wish they they were still in it the way that I, I I would want them to, you know. But again, who knows? Who knows? Knight's a puppy. All right, Kyle, you ready for this next story on the list, good sir? All right, another PlayStation handheld is reportedly in the works by Zarmina, and this comes from Zarmina Khan, by the ways of PSI style. A new rumor has emerged that Sony is working on another PS Vita esque playstation handheld in cooperation with semiconductor giant amd the leaker has claimed that the device in question is not a remote player like the playstation portal and although they refer to it as ps vita 2 there's no current indication that it's the successor of the vita the rumor comes from uh youtuber moore's law is dead m-l-i-d i'm just gonna call him moore's or more you know, there you go. Uh, who has somewhat of a mixed reputation, so take everything with a grain of salt. According to Moore, the handheld will be uh, packed a custom AMD accelerated processing unit. I'm going to pretend like I know what that is. It's a processor. I knew it. And will be backwards compatible with digital PS4 games as well as PS5 games with a pro like patch applied. The handheld is supposedly very high uh, design phase and has yet to be greenlit for launch. More has uh, retcons. It will at least be two years before Sony gets somewhere with it. Speaking with uh, time frames, the leaker claims the handheld system will be part of the PS6 family of devices. So if it's real, we're guessing it will be released no sooner than 2027. More seems confident about his sources and added that the new PlayStation handheld comes in response to an ever-growing demand for a handheld mobile gaming especially in japan kyle uh there's a question here from drellis you want to take that away bud of course my fellow uh, portal pal drellis writes in how excited are you about a possible sony handheld in development what should sony consider launching the vortal vita plus portal looking at the handheld market today what would the vortal need to make it a day one purchase for you just literally exist just existing exactly (laughs) Listen, we're portal pals, PPs for short. We are staunch, hard, and erect in our beliefs that the portal is the best way to play handheld. Mm -hmm. And we're very firm about it. Yes. Portal pals for life. Yeah. Kyle, what if, like, okay, PS6 is out, though. This only plays PS5 games? Or do you think that there's a way, like, it'll act like sort of like a portal where it's like you get to play PS6 games? I would hope that's the case, cause I'll, I'll be I'll be completely honest, Joe. Yeah, it does make me a little worried about my portal purchase. Not because Why? I hate I I 
hate it. I love it. I love it so much. But just thinking like in three years, there's going to be another handheld that's going to do everything that this can do in addition to PSX, possibly. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I just. Three years is a long time. Yeah, I guess. You know? But Remember, four years ago, Xbox used to be a competitor. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Shots Whoa. fired. Um, I don't know, man. I Like, I get excited by it. Because I, I think there's truth here where they're like, you know, they want to get back into the handheld market, especially in Japan. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Nintendo just came out with a report that they are the top selling console in Japan ever. So, like, yeah. I could definitely see, again, what were we just talking about? Kids that are playing on their iPads. This is a market for them. Right, or this mm-hmm. is a market for young adults or like fools like us where we're playing our portals on the toilets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. This gets me this gets me really hyped. This gets me really excited. I don't have anything more to say other than I would take this with a grain of salt though. Not because of like the source or anything. There's been a lot of leaks and rumors about hardware lately. And I just want us to kind of relax. Because especially with hardware, like if you take a look at, like, there's a documentary about the Xbox 360 and all the designs it went through. This is, it It may never see the light of day. Uh, though I do think yeah. PlayStation's serious about it because they're taking a look at, like, the success was a runaway success, or the portal mm-hmm. has been a runaway success so far. Um, and seeing all these old micro machines, I bet they're interested in it for sure, but... Yeah. yeah, just green salt. Just green salt. Will we have any, as Drellish puts it, Vortal only games? Well, that's a good or is question. it going to be just a, a cloud gaming remote play kind of thing? I don't know, man. What? I don't know. What do you think the Vortal would I, need? A, I don't see Sony going back to making cartridge based games. Right. Right. I don't see it. I mean, not just that, but. How, how many weeks have we talked about developments really hard to do? Exactly. Uh, it, you know, very expensive. Um, and they're already not including, like, actually physical discs and collector's editions anymore. So right. why make another proprietary game cart for a handheld that is only going to be a fraction of exactly. the ecosystem that's going to buy it anyway? I mean, you're already seeing how they treat the PSVR, too. It's like, yeah, we made one exclusive thing for it. Now it's really just all about about indies and some of the double-A games that we could get on here. So, like, to me, I don't want PlayStation's time to be split between this and, uh, you know, uh, a PSX. I want them to be all hands on deck for the thing that really matters. So, yeah, I, I do think... I sorry, I don't think you'll get any Vortal exclusives. I think they'll show games though running on the Vortal. I like the Vortal word, by the way. But yeah, Portal Pals for life. All right, Kyle. We got some flash news. Gotta run fast. Gotta run fast. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. What's Phil gonna say next? I don't know. Kyle, I was gonna let you read this and I had a uh, I'm, I'm feeling good right now. I can read this. Okay, go for it. This comes from Sammy Barker over at Push Square. Sammy writes, MLB The Show 24's PS5, PS4 Collector's Edition is extremely unique and cool. MLB The Show 23 was half annual sports game, half historical documentary, and it looks like San Diego Studios responding to all the positive feedback from its previous release and doubling down at MLB The Show 24. Case in point, 
Its extremely unique collector's edition celebrates the voice of black newspapers and writers who played an important role in documenting the story and stats of the Negro Leagues. Quote, without these newspapers and the pioneering baseball writers, the Negro Leagues wouldn't have survived, brand strategist Ramon Russell explained on the PS blog. They preserve this often overlooked chapter of American and baseball history. This year's collector's edition's theme is a tribute to those who helped give a voice to the voiceless, end quote. The steelbook case is designed to look like an old newspaper with the words barrier breakers emblazoned across it. You'll also get a limited edition new era hat and a bunch of in-game goodies, as well as dual entitlement to the title of both PS5 and PS4. It'll cost $124.99 and is available to pre-order right now. And Kyle has already pre-ordered. I was going to say, is that has the price been raised? $24.124? Or has that been the um, base price? Usually the one that comes with the hat is around there. Okay. $125. So it's not... I'm used to it. I think last year's was less. Um, just because I think that was like the first... Is that the first jump to PS5? My bigger question is, when know. is San Diego going to recognize the number one fan of the show, Kyle Stevenson? Who's I don't know. Been the number, who's been, he's holding the title for the man with the first plat of MLB The Show, who constantly yeah. you know, waves it. the banner for MLB The Show. When Listen, is San Diego going to give Kyle his flowers? They're overdue. Ramon, hit me up, man. Please. Come on the show. Let me talk baseball with you. Let me talk MLB The Show with you. It is year in, year out, one of my favorite games of the year. I put a ton of hours into it. I'm a massive baseball fan. This is the epitome of any baseball game ever made. They just know what makes baseball baseball. Yeah. And last year with the the Negro League players that we got to play and learn about, the way they presented it was, was so cool. It was a little mini documentary got to play key moments from them. And those moments aren't just like standard baseball, but actually like lived up to their legends status. Like I remember, um, I think it was Satchel Paige. I could be blanking uh, using the wrong player, but there's a story how like the other team was yelling at him like, Oh, you can't strike me out. You're, you're nothing, whatever. Like looking down on him. Yeah. And he told all the outfielders and all the infielders to come in and sit around him on the grass while he pitched. So nobody was fielding the ball and he struck out the side. Oh, nobody wow. in the field. And you got to play that in last year's the show as you learn about this player. So the fact that we're potentially getting more players to learn about and the importance to them, not just again, just in baseball, but for American history and what they did to push the game forward and just, society forward is awesome i love that they're doing it i'm glad that it's the full collection edition that hat is so cool so dope um i'm i'm very very excited now you live in a multiracial household have you showed the like the girls like hey look at this look at this cool i mean stuff. they're not a huge they're not a huge baseball fan okay fair enough um but yeah i definitely definitely will okay especially now because the girls are a little bit older mm-hmm so I, I think they're at the point to like they will actually start to understand, um, understand, and um, what's the what's the other word I'm looking for? Appreciate. Yeah, appreciate the the, the gravitas, yeah. the importance of of what is being told here. Yeah, I want to yeah. watch. I think it was the Jackie Robinson one. 
the 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 movie with uh, with Chadwick and uh, Chadwick forty two. Yeah, I really want to watch that so bad. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah, I just get very. Is it weird? I still get very emotional over Chadwick. Oh, uh, same. Him and Robin Williams. I just get like, yeah. Let's oh. not, you know what? Let's move. Let's move forward. Yeah. I'm gonna get a little depressed. Uh, all right, Kyle. I'll take this one from you, bud. Hell Divers Two will get free post-launch story updates. This comes from Rebecca Smith over at PS Lifestyle. Hell Divers Two will be getting free story updates as part of the roadmap of extra post-launch content. Developer Our Head Game Studios was vague on what was, the updates will include, but the Galactic War looks to set to include for the foreseeable future. Once players have finished the game's story, the events during the Galactic War will be expanded through a series of free post-launch updates where, quote, Universe of Helldivers 2 will grow and change. The gameplay will be tweaked with new tools, new challenges, and new threats. One of those that was already been revealed will be the EXO44 Walker, which will be due to arrive soon after launch kyle i have purchased hell divers too uh, mine is pre-ordered and i will be available to pick up tomorrow i think oh darn you got you know part of me now wants a physical <laughs> i mean at this point if they're gonna be gone by the wayside i want to get them as you're right no you're right much as I can. and i really like the cover anyway yeah uh and you see that as a digital boy i can Hey, live the hybrid life. Well, now you have a PS5 that can actually play discs. Exactly. So. I can appreciate it. Um, yeah. I will be playing this game tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come join me. I will play this time. I will not be really tired and depressed from work. I <laughs> promise you. Uh, Friday, I will be there at around 10 p.m. as well. Actually, you know what? Heck it. You know, let's just do it. Uh, and Saturday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, join me in the Discord, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be playing some Helldivers 2 together. If Kyle's not dead or dying, uh, he will be there too. Or other previous obligations because I just signed him up for it. There you go. Come join us. Yeah. Let's be Helldivers. This looks like a ton of fun. And dude, it's killing it on Steam right now. Yeah, it's great. It's like I think it's like number one, number two game on Steam. Who would have awesome. thought? PlayStation yeah, during Steam Next Fest too, so yeah, PlayStation putting their games on other platforms seems to be a Wild. working out. All right, love you, Xbox fans. Uh, Kyle, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Spider-Man New Game Plus on the way. This comes yeah. from the way of Insomniac. In all caps, our next update coming March seventh. <laughs> our title update for Marvel's Spider-Man 2 PS5 arrives next month and adds highly requested features like New Game Plus, new suits, and more. Watch our social media for a complete list of features closer to release. Kyle Stevenson. Joseph Moran. Spider-Man came out. <laughs> it sure did. And I'm not saying that like, oh, it came and went. Dude, what is it? October, November, December, January. I'll Four tell months. you why you feel that way. I'll tell you why I feel that way. Go for it. Because Baldur's Gate took over our lives oh, <laughs> after Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Baldur's... That's the only reason why Spider-Man feels so far away. And Alan and, Wake, Alan too. Wake, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and I, honestly, like, I, again, I just want to thank Insomniac, because, like, I have nothing but fond memories of this game. This game yep. got me through a really hard time in my life losing, um, losing Marty, and so, like, Thank you all so much. Uh, new Game Plus, New Suits. I'm really excited for New Suits. And actually mm -hmm. New Game Plus, because 
there is part of me. I'm like, let's go back. I know me and my brother yeah. are like still are like talking about it. He's so excited when I told him the news. Uh, what do you think more is though, Kyle? What's Probably first, maybe the uh, name of the first DLC. Do you think we're getting DLC? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think so. Do you think, so if we're getting DLC, do you, do you think that's going to be the thing that supplements maybe this holiday? Oh, so I don't think it's going to be as big as a Miles. Okay. Right. I don't think it's going to be that big. I I, I see it as how um, Spider-Man PS4 had City That Never Sleeps and, right. and the other two. Like, similar, smaller, bite-sized thing, but it's going to have a, a, a good, like, self-contained story among that DLC or maybe another one. Yeah. I would so. I would love there to be another DLC. I, I think there's a lot of ideas that they can work with yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and not not knowing anything from, like, the Insomniac Act, because I truly forget a lot of what was in it. Uh, so, yeah. like, I don't know if it was there, but I would love to see that. I would love to see some type of, like, deep, you know, something, some, a DLC that is substantial. And I think that's how you get people back in it and engaged with it. So, yeah, I would love. Like, listen, we got Venom. Well, a, do we waste like a let's let's just say somehow Carnage gets into it, gets into the world? Nope. No, no, we're gonna I, save I, that I, for like a a game game. You think? I I I think you do. Like a beaver. Maybe, maybe you're helping out Tombstone. Okay. With some things in the DLC. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like, like a villain that we already know about. Fair. Fair. I don't. I don't think they bring in, or at least a villain that isn't to the stature of a Carnage, right? Or, or, like or part of this. another like giant Sinister Six kind of, yeah, yeah. villain. You know. Fair. It's fair. Yeah. Uh, uh, really quickly though, to this announcement, and the reason why social media is filled with a bunch of dum dums. The first reply I saw underneath this was. Somebody goes, no one cares. Where is New Game Plus? And then Sonic <laughs> replied with, well, boy, do we have news for you. <laughs> like, how how high out of your mind or just real dumb do you have to be to not even compute what you just said and what know. that tweet is? I don't know, man. It's real, it's Listen, wild. I saw a seven-hour uh, you know, Twitter space this weekend, so there's... You were in that? I checked it out. I dude, I was I was morbidly Joe, curious. Stop. We need we need to pull the plug on your internet I, use on in the weekends. Dude, I was you can't. I was bored at work and I'm like, let me just see what the dumbest people on earth have to say. <laughs> and let me tell I you ima- something. I imagine it. It's like Yeah, tell me uh, tell me how you imagine it and I will tell you how close you are. Just physically, right? Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking Doctor Strange and the multi- multi- uh, multiverse of madness. Yeah. The Illuminati is up there on their bench, yeah, and, and that's where you know the the these lunatics <laughs> in the Xbox circle yeah. are up there, and they're like, "All right, next, come speak your displeasures," <laughs> and then they listen. They listen to him, and they go, "Agreed, next," and then that's just what it is the whole time. And if someone says an ounce of 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 not outrage. They send them to the gulag. <laughs> they just kick them out. Like, that's what I imagine that being. <laughs> Kyle, you're 100% right. <laughs> so dumb. It was really it was really dumb. 
It's really dumb. It's just to me, I, I sat there going, all these creators are in panic mode, not because of what's happening to the Xbox, but because their lazy content is going to have to, they're going to have to put effort into it. Oh, they have to adapt. Oh, I know. No. And again, half of them are dummies and they're not going to like real talk. That's what, like I sat there going like, man, how many times have these people ruined dialogue, ruined you know, discourse in gaming because they got to get their dumb plastic, you know, like console war arguments in there. And now they actually have to, they have to actually make content of substance. If whatever happens is true. Amazing. Excellent. And again, it's not like an Xbox or PlayStation thing because we've got PlayStation people in there and I'm, and I'm just thinking like y'all on the high horse now, just wait a few years. Just wait. You know, the chips are down. These civilized people. We'll eat each other. All right, Kyle. Let's get into the media tab real quick. Kyle, let's just tab on over. Just L1. We're there. Yep. I hit it. Grounded to the making of The Last of Us Part 2. I want to save some of our thoughts for the Patreon, uh, this week's Patreon. So we'll get into the weeds there. Holy shit. Top down. This this is incredible. It's real good. Even if you didn't like The Last of Us Part 2 because you don't have taste. This game will just make you appreciate development and the people that make and craft these games. Holy crap. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I was I was I was floored. Obviously, this is one of if not my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. And just to see the hardships that went into making this from other factors and then the leak and then the awful things people did to the cast and and creators, which I hope they go to hell when they die. I really do. Someone threatened. I, I, I someone same. threatened Laura Bailey's newborn child. You mm. sick, deranged. Fuck. I know it's not. I'm going to say this right here. I know it's not anybody I know, mm-hmm. but if it is, I'm knocking your ass out. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, there's no if ands or I don't care if we have a history. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I was in your wedding party. If I hear you said that to a newborn child. You don't even care if it's your mom. You're walking We're done professionally. (laughs) It's over. Yeah. No, seriously. Sickos. Sickos. Um, You know, treat, man, treat people with respect. All the love to Laura Bailey and all the developers. Yeah. uh, Much love to everybody. I saw a lot of people were like, boy, they, they sure do love themselves. Excuse me? Would you would you not want a team be proud of what they do? Yeah. Also, this is I don't a know. this is a documentary about them. Yeah. First off, yeah, they're <laughs> proud of what they do, and um, at the same exact time, it's not it's not going to be like, oh wow, we suck and we're 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 pretty shit at what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how this game's going to turn out because I suck at this. <laughs> what exactly? Uh, it's just wild. Yeah. No. To me, it's like I actually like there was like some things of like. Oh, some people called us out on this, and we and we we wanted to prove them wrong, and that's how we like we did X, Y, and Z. I liked that. I I had no problem. I thought that this it was incredible. Uh, but make sure you play Last of Us Part Two and beat it fully because it yes. spoils everything. Yes. So yeah, uh, truly there, magic. There is one thing that I wish we got more of. What's that? And I won't go into details, but I don't want to spoil any right. anything for anybody. Um, I wish we got more Shannon Woodward. Yes. The voice of Dina. I wish we heard a little bit more yeah. of Shannon. 
I don't know if she's like in the commentary of the game uh, of the of the remaster because mm-hmm. I haven't started that yet. But Fair. I love Shannon and I love Dina, so I would have loved to see her perspective a little bit more. Also, shout out to Haley Gross, uh, who helped write Last of Us Part Two. Out. Uh, she definitely called out what is like. I felt like I was saying this from my chest a few weeks ago of like we oftentimes shoot from the hip when it comes to reporting. Uh, I think the the death of games journalism is that I'm going to be real about it. There's not many of them that are good at it and um, dive deep and, and really truly do investigative journalism or just the basic tenets of it. It's just she, her rant was incredible and I loved it. It was so good. That said, here are just two main things. Last of Us Part Two started off as a Bloodborne-inspired open-world game. Quote, yeah. Bloodborne was had a very open space that kept getting bigger and bigger as you explored, explained lead game de- designer Abelia Shantz. I really like the feeling that you can get the mastery over a world, and it becomes almost a character in the game itself. That would also be something we were looking at, but unfortunately, however, it didn't gel with Last of Us Part Two's story. With after they said that, I definitely see how that could have been the case. And Kyle, can I say something bold? Their next game, as you blow your nose and you're doing excellent, by the way, uh, their next game is going to be f- from software inspired. I think there's been quotes you previously, so? and I, I definitely feel like they want to do something in that that vein. Okay. What do you think? As long as it's in space, I'm fine. <laughs> I just fair. want a Naughty Dog game in space so bad. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, the Last of Us Part 3, not in active development. Uh, quote, for now, Last of Us 3 doesn't have a story. However, Neil Druckmann said, I do, uh, I do have that concept that to me is exciting as I... Uh, as I as excited as two, he he talks very weird. I'm gonna say that. Sorry. No, 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 exciting as one. Oh, as one. Okay, cool. Exciting as two. Yeah. Uh, at, it's is its own thing. Yet to sorry. Yet has a through line for all three. Uh, God, I hate when quotes are like you know verbatim from them. You know what I mean? Just so weird to me. Um, but the game is not in active development, so we can assume their next game is a new IP. Yes. I'm all in. I'm all in. Let's go for it. Yeah. All right, Kyle. What you've been playing? It's pretty simple what we've been playing. Really quickly, though. Yeah, please. Because I didn't get to talk about it last week. Okay. I don't want you Started to Started Suicide Squad. How are you liking it? I think it's a lot of fun. Okay. And I'll stand by it. All right. Keep I haven't done much me. yet. It's a good time. Yeah, it's a solid seven. Yep. It's not blowing the, the, the hinges off the doors or whatever, yep. but it's a good time. Yeah, I'm having fun. Uh, listen, I played a little bit of the Final Fantasy VII demo, uh, but Kid Chameleon writes in, I don't have a question per se, more like a statement. Rebirth is life. I'm so flipping ready. No demo for me, though. Your boy is going in fresh like a newborn. Bye-bye. So, uh... Listen, I'm going to put timestamps in here so you get to skip this if you want to go completely yeah. blind. But Rody Before before you skip the the time codes yeah. and if you're like Kid Chameleon though. Yeah. The demo mm-hmm. right now if you complete the demo that is what everyone has, 
you will have the option to skip that part in the main game, so you don't oh. have to play it twice. Oh, that's really cool. Just as a just as a heads up, they okay. did say that after the fact. Um, so if you do want to play it and not have to worry about playing it again, um, mm-hmm. they are giving you that option, which I think is really really cool. I like that. Brody writes in. Hey guys, hope everything is well. My question this week is, how are you guys enjoying the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo? I'm personally waiting for the full release to play it, and uh, and I'm excited. Any prediction as to how successful this game will be, and in which uh, domain do you think this game will be successful in? Synergy, combat, storytelling. Thanks, guys, as always, for delivering the best of the best. So, Kyle, uh, real, you know high level here did you play the demo did you beat it what are your thoughts on it thus far not only did i play the demo yeah i played the og from front to back and platinumed it mere days before the demo that's awesome um it's incredible mm. it's incredible it, it does some it's a, a success on two fronts okay it's a great follow-up to remake so far all right and it is a great follow-up to what OG fans know of what's happening. Oh, wow. Because this whole demo is a very important part in the story of the OG Final Fantasy VII. No spoilers. Demo take, No, I'll just say it takes place in Nibelheim, which is a um, a place, a very pivotal, pivotal town in the story. Okay. And as I'm going through this demo, I see little hints at mm. the story and where it's going i'm getting chills just thinking about it like of (laughs) of who these characters are yeah learning more about cloud and tifa and sephiroth and and i'm so happy i replayed the OG game and and Aerith. and i'm i'm yeah well uh, the demo is only Uh, no i think it's all of them no the demo centers around Uh, i don't know about you I'm, trying to not, okay. I'm not trying to spoil anything, you know? There's, that's legit not a spoiler. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Everyone is fine and safe okay. in the the town that they're in as Cloud gotcha. tells the story, because this is a flashback. Gotcha. That's what the demo is. Right. Um, But, like, playing the OG, playing through Crisis Core for the first time this month, getting little tiny hints at what they say to each other. I'm like, ooh, this is really, 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 really cool. Yeah. Um. There, there are some nitpicky things gameplay-wise. I don't love pressing circle to vault over things. Thank you. I keep on I'm pressing X. I'm not a X. huge fan of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a fan of it either. I'm not, I'm not a... Uh, there's a lot of a lot of guiding going on. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to explore, but they force you to walk real slow. Yes. As a way to be like, no, go this way. Because... Mm-hmm. They don't want you to explore and that area And I think that's yet. just the demo. Yes. Yeah. One million percent. Um, but that combat is what Remake is, and it's still solid as all hell. Damn, the man. new synergy moves are incredible. Incredible. I love the new menu look. Like, mm-hmm. everything just looks next level, and uh, I can't wait. I said it on the State of Play Live React. I have wild thoughts of what the story is Rebirth is and what we're getting, and... I'm here for it. The fact that we're three weeks away. Dude, I'm getting pumped. Holy crap, I'm man. I'm excited. I know. <laughs> Again, like, I, I, I'm right there with you. It's like, for the most part, this is more Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
Uh, and Rebirth introduces a little bit like deeper, yeah, you're right, combat synergies and all that. But it's more of what you loved. And yeah. in, a, I think, a much more like vibrant, wider way where it feels like I get the sense of that there's more freedom here. Um, sure. My nitpick is it, because, and I'll say this, Final Fantasy VII, I, I've come to the strict the 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 real conclusion after an hour playing it final fantasy 7 is my preferred combat over 16 um i just i just love how that and i really hope more more of that in the future of final fantasies honestly as much as i loved final fantasy 16 i think 7 is just Oh my god, so good! Uh, and it is—it's—it's it's so timeless. Like even like the Sephiroth, like like symphony in the back, like that. God, Sephiroth! Oh, oh, oh. my god! The music, incredible, is next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan and, asked yeah, in the chat, four hundred yep. songs recorded as well, which is what they said in the state of play, which is wild. And I—you don't really notice it unless you're you're told it and then once you're told it you notice it all the time but the way the music works when you're going into a battle Mm -hmm. it kind of flows from the overworld music into the battle music but the battle music still has the same themes of the overworld and then once the battle is done you seamlessly go back into the non-battle version of wherever you are in the world you can totally see why there's 400 songs and every single one's a banger i don't care they're all they're all stellar yeah Seriously, I'm so excited to be back in here, man. This is, it's good. Yeah, again, it's more Final Fantasy VII remake in terms of like combat, but I think the level design's greatly improved. Though, I really want them, want them to find a different way of like level layout. I don't know. It's, it's well, something with Final Fantasy I, I'm battling. I could see they have grander visions in terms of like open world. You know. Well, here here's the thing: it's because this is an open world yet, right? You're right. In a few in a few weeks, they're gonna do an update to the demo to give us an open world section. Jesus Christ! And we'll get to experience the open world because I do think our little nitpicks, like with the vaulting, whatever, yeah. will go away when we have the freedom to just explore the open world. Yeah. Which is what Rebirth is. Is you're going from Midgar, which is very, you know, suffocating and linear, a lot of hallways, to yeah. here's the worlds go explore find all these cool new towns and everything's not gray and underneath giant yep. metal plates and i'm excited for that moment that part of the demo i might wait just to the full release yeah i might not play that part i, I want to experience that for the first time with my copy but yeah. there is a cool thing where like you're telling a story and it's about yep. like you're exploring like again i don't think this is a spoiler but you're exploring Tifa's room and like there's a piano there. Yeah. Yeah, Tifa's from Navaheim. Um and like you're playing the piano and like it it's it's straight up an homage to like, hey man, we really love The Last of Us Part II's guitar. And this is oh, our yeah. version of it. And I've seen so many people play like different songs on that keyboard. I sent you one of like the Kanye West song and like it goes it's cut so damn well. I'm like, I'm so hyped. Let's go. But there's mm-hmm. a funny thing. As you're telling the story, it's like, Tifa's like, you went into my room and you could ask to go in your closet, in her closet. Yeah. She's like, you went in my closet? And uh-huh. you have the cho- choice of like, no, I didn't. Or you could say yes. And they literally, they all go, uh, Cloud, you asshole. And then Barrett's just like, <laughs> you should know better. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh. It, it's, 
again, the way they're telling that this Whatever flashback it is. scene yeah. from the OG can't game even tell you it's is... flashback. I think it's right now. Well, I'm telling you right now, it's a no, flashback. It's not... Stop. God damn it. Some guy is going to yell at me. <laughs> it's... No one's going to yell at you. Okay. Yell at me. If, if I'm sorry, it's a flashback. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> the way they're telling that in this demo is very intriguing to me, and I'm very excited for how they tell all the other story beats that are that are coming up. Yeah, that state of play was awesome. I've rewatched it at least six times. Dude, it looks so good. It looks. They so showed colorful. off a whole lot, mm-hmm. but as that's for like fans of the OG game who played through it, we can point out all the little things of like, oh my god, we're going here, we're going here, we're going here. It's a whole lot, but to and, and to me, people who ha- people who haven't are like. Oh my god! I can't wait to see what the hell that thing is, right. and all these cool new locales. And I'm sitting over here, is like they're showing the whole thing. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes, hearing you guys like Lorecraft is like really fun. And like for me, like I'm like I don't understand any of this. This is cool. And like you know, like yeah, just how colorful and like vast that world looks. I can't wait. I'm I, man. I have it physically. I'm gonna be getting it physically. So I got my uh, stop the steal hat. From GameStop, just waiting for me. I got my two steelbooks at Best Buy. Oh, man, I can't wait. All right. Uh, So Canada goes, hey, guys, Kyle, hope you're feeling better. Your mic gain can only do so much. He's doing fantastic. Uh, With Steam Next Fest, the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo, I hope publishers and studios remind the best marketing is still... still to get the game in people's hand what would you like to see a demo event on the playstation store once or twice a year or just for first parties at the very least yes i would love for them to take more advantage of the demo section of the psn store and highlight that a little bit more Absolutely. i think you're you're totally right so can it having people to actually play the game for themselves yep. does loads more than just watching a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I wish a lot of um at least on the first party side, like for the smaller indie devs, like demos are where they live when it comes to Steam. That's a great way for people to, to wish list and, and and get into um finding games that they love. But when it comes to AAA bigger things, we've kind of stopped with the demos and I hate that. Yeah. It's like they're afraid of, of people playing it and realizing it's not up to them, but that also answers a lot of questions. Yeah. 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 Uh, that said, listen, I got a little distracted because I, I just won a little giveaway for Tekken 8 from Dapper Tux. Shout out to Dapper Tux. Thank you for the Tekken oh, 8. So you have, you have Tekken 8 now? I have Tekken 8. We'll go find out hey. how I like it. Shout out to Dapper Tux. Thank you. Um, Chizzy writes in, I'm just wondering your thoughts on Skull and Bones and if you are will be playing it the open beta. Um, no, sorry, Chizzy. <laughs> oh boy, I was gonna say something nice and respectful. Um, I know we're getting codes for uh, that game, so there will be coverage on it. Uh, I will see more info because I've been really busy this week uh, watching Twitter burn down. It's been very exciting, but I'm gonna be playing it for sure, for sure. And again, I will not be. All right, fair enough. More codes for the community. Kyle, yeah. are you holding on to something? I'm holding on to something I pre-ordered and totally forgot until it arrived yesterday. <laughs> Ooh, the silver dual sense. Look at yeah. you. All right. It's well, listen, cool. it's one nice. year anniversary of the edge. So I got this. I'm edging right now. Um, <clears throat> prepare the drop. 
Here are the latest steals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. Again, shout out to the DualSense Edge, the greatest controller ever made. My favorite one. Again, you're old. It's a little baby. Uh, beneath the Earth, for uh, boom, sorry, Backrooms on comes out on February 5th. Alicia, Developer's Cut, February 6th. Foam Stars doesn't have a platinum, so I'm not playing February 6th. Sydney Hunter and the Curse of the Mayan at February 6th. Dungeonroid 2 Awakening, February 7th. Border Bots VR on February 8th. Uh, they're from Texas, believe it or not. Cannibal, all right, it's a poor joke. Cannibal Abduction, February 8th. Dead Hook, February 8th. Hell Divers 2, February 8th. Ooh, again, we're diving, boys. We're diving all this week, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It, listen, if, if I'm not there, you get to beat me up personally. You hear me? You get to beat my face. All right. Jerks on you. It's a sexual throw for me. Ah, here it is. The Inquisitor, February 8th. <laughs> Legendary Tales, February 8th. You miss me, Kyle? You miss this? Sure do. Uh, the Legendary Tales, by the way, is that PSVR game from the State of Play. Oh, oh damn, dude. We need to get him on the show. Uh, Mustache in Hell, February 8th. I bet you're playing as Burt Reynolds and you got to escape the hordes of hell. Shanghai Summer, February 8th. Another World, Mong um, Hong Girl. Mahjong. Mahjong. It's the tile game. Ah, okay. February 9th. Choice of Life, Middle Ages 2 on February 9th. Uh, it's the Middle Ages. Let me tell you, you don't have much of choice in life. Ooh, wee. Jubilee on February 8th. Mantis Kitchen on February 8th. The Treasures of the Roman Empire on February 9th. Those are all the games coming out. Again, Foam Stars does not have a platinum on, on PS5. Why even come out with the game? It also doesn't have a soul, so like it's fine. Yeah, um, I I I was legit. I had that downloaded, found out there's no platinum, and I I just uninstalled it. If you don't have a platinum for your game, what you don't believe in it? I'm gonna say. What happened to that other party based multiplayer game that you played a ton of? Was it Rogue Company? Rogue Company's still around, I think. It's still a thing. Yeah, it's it. It, it was a good like little popcorn flick for the time, but yeah, we move on. Was- the girls I remember bought bought it by drumming on my rock band drum set because <laughs> it was attached to my PlayStation, and they hit the buttons in the right order and bought the game. Oh, dude, being an uncle sounds like hell. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. cool. I can't wait, dude. My, my brother and his wife, they're going to start trying soon. I can't wait to raise that little son of a gun, and then when I get tired, just hand it off to him, you know? Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, that said... They also wanted to say if it's a go- girl, they're gonna call her Ellie, and I'm like, you better, you better not, you better not. I'll fight you because that's, I want like I'm the only guy that wants a girl, and mm-hmm. her name will be Ellie. So, mm-hmm. just just saying. All right, Re- really quickly. Yeah, we don't have to spend too long. Sure. Am I the only one that is not weirded out, but? Whenever someone says that they're trying for a child, mm-hmm. isn't that just a weird way of saying, yeah, no, we're just having sex a whole lot. <laughs> isn't that weird? Yeah. I've literally told them, like, just don't be loud about it. But you're right. Yeah, like, you're right. And yeah, because it's like, like when, when you hear someone being like, yeah, our husband and I, we've been trying for a kid. It's like, oh, wow. Okay, okay. I see you in a totally different light exactly. right now. That's so weird. I see you as a sexual being. Please back away. You're making me uncomfortable. You know? 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. And then like, and no, then some people have the audacity to complain about it. It's like, oh yeah, no, I know. Ooh, so, so tough for you guys. All right. Uh, Sony Pony Express. Here it is. Our favorite segment. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Gabs Goaty writes, Every time a live service game comes out, I hear, quote, it's not good for a live service game, unquote. So my question is, what makes a good live service game? I've played a lot of them and have gotten pretty much the same enjoyment out of most of them, currently loving Suicide Squad, hell yes, and feel like the gameplay and looter shooter mechanics are outstanding. Will I stick around enough to utilize the live service elements? I don't know, but I'm having a blast right now, but maybe I'm just a casual. Also, my main characters are Deadshot and King Shark. That is all. I have mastered mas uh, uh, Captain Boomerang. King Shark, uh, holy dude, when you get to master King Shark, you're literally like when people go, oh, his air mechanics, he's a shark. It's stupid. Dude, if you do it right, you're diving into the enemies like a goddamn shark. It's awesome as all hell. Um what makes a good live service game, Kyle? I'll answer this for you because I think something broke in a real major way for you. Uh, my mic arm came <laughs> unattached, so now I have to hold the whole thing. That's right. I don't know how that happened. I have no idea either. This is great. Um, I think what makes a good looter shooter, what makes a good like games of service game is just consistency. Consistency, clear messaging of what you're bringing to the player base and when it comes to its content, it has to be robust. So, like, the thing that is missing out of Suicide Squad, I'm going to be honest, is, like, a good story that keeps me going. That's my biggest problem. It is light on the content for now. Maybe in a month that changes with the Joker and other cool stuff. But, like, that's what you need. You need, like, you know, you need your dungeons. You need your raid. You need the side content that keeps you around. You need the chase of the next, you know, big piece of loot. That's what makes a good looter shooter. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, games like Destiny have crafted and mastered that. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten to the part in Suicide Squad where you are, like, getting loot Yeah. yet, but I... To me, when I'm playing, like, Borderlands is one of my favorite series to play, that thrill of finding the next level of loot, mm -hmm. like going from a green to a blue to an orange yeah. to, like, a gold, like, that's got to be rewarding enough where you are getting upgrades, mm -hmm. but at a steady clip. Like, you're mm -hmm. not only getting one every, you know, 500 drops or yeah. whatever. Like, you got to be some sort of rewarded and, and engaged, so... It's kind of what I look for in those games when I play. So much like I will be the show, which has been rough. Fair. <laughs> like Fair. you, you pull packs to get the cards to play with, and sometimes getting diamond players is like one out of a hundred packs, and that is yeah. Tough. When it when it feels pay to win, it's it sucks. Also, like gear that looks dope as hell. That's usually the thing I chase for. Uh, Cowboy Danger D writes in question for the Sony Pony Except Express. For the layoffs going on, do you think there is an interesting study to be had from a business and learning standpoint? Last year, we had some of the most amazing games ever, yet on the offset, we had a sickening amount of layoffs. Are games getting too big? 
I believe the ex, uh, the expectation are being set too high. It's becoming a vicious cycle. Expectations are set high. A game is great, but not selling like they want it to. Folks lose their jobs. Do you think that this will start hindering creativity and gaming? And do you think this will halt folks from wanting to go into the industry? Absolutely, it's doing that. Um, it's creating... Here's the problem, right? Xbox just laid off 1,900 people. And they're both from entry level to um, veteran status employees. Now people who have a just got their degree have to contend with people that have five plus years of experience. And how many times you go on Indeed or something and you look at, oh, entry level, five years experience wanted. Like, that's a problem. And we are losing talent that way. The other problem is expectations. Um, you know, I feel as though there are um, the people that are pouring money into games. I still have the expectations. It, we're in 2020 and we're stuck in our, our houses um, where, you know, spending was at an all time high. It's coming back down. And now you're seeing them course correct, quote unquote. And that means people lose their jobs and, you know, projects get pulled. Um, and at the same exact time, there is course correction in, in terms of like, we thought we needed this many because we learned how to work from home. We found out we don't need that many and we're letting go of folks that way. Um, some would be calling it right sizing. There's just something that feels wrong saying that. But I think there's a mixture of a lot of things. We're losing great talent. Um, they are course correcting in, in terms of what the size of these companies be. And I think also expectations are greatly out of whack and that's the biggest threat for the industry kyle i feel like i nailed uh, it agreed yeah you did <laughs> oh yes that's that was good that was all because i was buying the time for that arm it's still wobbling oh huh? no i'm still holding it all right, fair enough all right the the, the bottom half fell on the floor <laughs> all right well listen we got we got three more questions here we got three more questions uh you know hold strong there bud Papa Taz writes in question for this. It's not heavy. I am. I it's have just muscles. awkward. It's not like it's a. Yeah, it's it's not like a stand up like podium. That's right, okay. I was just, I was, you know, it's fine. Lady got real close there. Uh, question for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you guys are working, studying, or gaming, do you guys have a mix of video game soundtracks? For me, both Alan Wake, Persona 3, 4, and 5, and Final Fantasy 7. Thanks for the great content. Much love. Thank you, Papa Taz. Um, yes, but I also have like, like I got like heavy metal, right? Like I'm listening yeah. to bad omens right now. I'm in a kick for that. Um, mm -hmm. get in a kick for ghost. And then I really like pop music. So like I, I'd ironically love Dua Lipa, like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Um, Olivia Rodrigo. Sure. There's something angsty about her. You know, I like that music. I, yeah. Again, yeah, whatever. Music's music. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I've been listening to fast car. Oh my God! Pooey, mm. it's a good song. Oh, it's very depressing. It makes me sad. It makes me feel things. Yeah, but then like I listen to dude. If I'm exercising, I'm getting amped from the Ghost of Tsushima like intro music, Death mm. Stranding soundtrack slaps. Like I'm listening. I listen to a whole bunch of shit for sure. Yeah, final the Final Fantasy music in just in general yeah. is like a good background writing music mm -hmm. when I'm working. Um, Alan Wake, of course. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, gaming gaming soundtracks are great just to listen to yeah. in the background. Uh, Ghetto Berry writes in, hey, guys, hope you're both doing well. 
Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered is out next week on Valentine's Day. Oh, they knew what they were doing there. It's certainly a gift from me to me. Love me. But my question this week is finding out your relationship to the franchise, the games, and the busty English lass herself, Lara Croft. You rarely bring up anything Tomb Raider, whereas I grew up playing the games. A beautiful escape from school life and a loner childhood. Aww. And, you know, like, you got Laura there. And I'm like, that's if there's anybody that could keep me company, it's Laura. Let's be real. Uh, it's Lara. I get it. Stop yelling. Uh, have you guys played any of them? And uh, both the modern ones and the retro ones. And are you planning on giving the remastered trilogy a go? Plus, while we're at it, the collection adds 200 plus trophies, but um, the PS5 version doesn't come with platinums, whereas the PS4 version does. I hear it's to do with Sony's new policy of platinums on individual launchers. I think like MW3 vibes, where MW2, uh, it, it's used on the MW2 launcher, hence no platinum. It sucks. I will still be getting the PS5 version. Take care, you guys. Love always. Remember to release Winston from the freezer after locking him in. Poor sod. God damn. Did we do something to Winston? No, Winston's the butler in Tomb Raider. Oh, okay. All right. Ooh, wee. (laughs) Well, there goes to show you my relationship with Tomb Raider 1 through 3. I've never played uh, Tomb Raider, uh, the original Tomb Raiders, Mm -hmm. because... Here's a kick. I was a Nintendo kid, right? My mom said, you are allowed to play anything E-rated. If it's rated teen, we're not getting it. She saw Laura Croft, a busty English lass, and she said, my son is too young to see Polygon breasts. (laughs) And she did not allow me to play Tomb Raider 1 through 3. But funny enough, uh, Tomb Raider is my uh, sister-in-law's favorite game series. Uh, it empowered her at a young age, so it's really awesome. I did play the new uh, Tomb Raiders. Um, what, what were they called? The, literally the definitive edition and shadow of the Tomb Raider. I thought those were excellent. I really liked them. Luke Lore says they're better than Uncharted. I go, well, let's not get that crazy. You, d- I, he's, I know he's dumb. He's really dumb. Let's like, let's come on, stupid. I, I, I think the first Tomb Raider remaster remake is pretty close to an Uncharted. Yeah. I, I love that one out of all of them. Um, so I played that remake. I played, um, what was it Rise of the Tomb Raiders, the second one? That oh, had that the Rise? year of exclusivity on Xbox. You're right. Sorry, I played Rise. Correct. I played a little bit of Shadow. Um, as far as the old school ones, I remember playing the demo version, like on demo discs. Yeah. They would always be on those, and I played them. I would. I was so bad at them, though. <laughs> Oh yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't good at the tank controls, as as uh, Mackenzie and Chat saying. I remember being. So I think able... that's kind of was like I'm not going to ask my mom or my dad to buy me a game that I know I'm not good at. Fair. So I just never really played them. I do want to check out this collection though, even though the platinum things are weird. Yeah, I remember my cousin Carlos sneaking those games into my grandma's house and me watching. They never let me play because I was the youngest kid. And my cousin Carlos ended up, spoiler alert, sucking really bad at life. He's awful. I hate him. And that was probably a spoiler for that. Like, I should have saw that coming. Um, so, like, I couldn't play. Like, he would play Hitman in front of me. go, you can't play that. I'm like, oh, I hate you. Um, but I, I remember I remember getting Tony Hawk and I'm pretty sure, I don't know how, 
my memory is saying I got it from a Scholastic book fair. I think. I, I know Tony Hawk for sure. I don't know about Tomb Raider because that would be weird. Hey, Mom, can I have money to buy a book at the book fair? And you know you ended up getting erasers and stupid-looking pencils. Not me. I bought a shit ton of Goosebump and Animorphs books. You kidding me? <laughs> Bro, Captain Underpants, just the goat. The goat. Um, So, like, yeah, I remember getting that, and I'm, like, trying to get my Packard Bell to work because <laughs> I didn't understand how PCs worked. Still don't. And I'm like, why won't Tomb Raider work? Like, I could get past maybe half the first level when she's in the temple, and it just crashes. Same with Tony Hawk. Rest in peace, man. Man, remember, guys, at, at this time, I'm, like, six to nine years old, right? Like, it's it was a struggle, but, man... Just being a kid gaming you gotta love it uh that said uh the the trophy system sony's gotta fix that policy it sucks uh so I'm, I'm gonna definitely try these out i'm gonna wait for reviews though i hope we do get a code but i know there's a lot of requests for it so i don't know if we can't promise you that but i'm gonna wait for reviews because this is aspire doing the remaster though graphically it looks very impressive what they've done they also handled the kotor re, uh, remaster and that was very shitty so yeah uh last question of the night bertos maximus writes in my question for the sony pony express yeah i recently started playing uh, modern warfare 3 and wanted to get your guys's opinion on the style of campaign mission they have put in do you think it fits the aesthetic of Call of Duty's campaigns? And why do you think they have changed this? As always, stay safe. Keep on hunting. Also, never stop these podcasts from your friend from across the pond. Thank you, Bertos Maximus. Um, I did not like Modern Warfare's campaign at all. And I did not like the approach of this weird open world, quote unquote, but we're really just using big team battle maps. Um, you could see how rushed that game was. Now, rumor has it one of the future Call of Duties are going to use a Far Cry-esque way of like traversal and level design. They really got to prove something here because I I did not like MW3 in the slightest. I And I think it is a lesser game than MW2. Got to be real. I, I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I hold on to it. I like MW2 way more. Not just the campaign, but multiplayer as well. I haven't played a Call of Duty in years, so I, no comment. <laughs> Fair enough. And listen, that has been the Trophy Room this week. What a what an amazing episode this was. I feel gosh dang confident in what we've delivered here. But Kyle, I miss you so much, buddy. I miss you too. Is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we get on out of here? Uh, myself, Mr. KSEP, pretty much everywhere. Uh, go follow all the indie game coverage that I do over at 61indie. Uh, dot com as well as six one indie on all social media sites and youtube uh this saturday mike and i are going in to film the march showcase so let's hope the coffin and the the nasalness goes away let's hope. um it's gonna be an awesome show Drink some uh, tea. really oh yeah i have been drinking okay, tea cool. <laughs> um really cool surprises that um i'm not telling anybody oh nobody silk songs uh, dropping it's, it's gonna be fun Listen, Team Cherry is in my DMs. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> what? You heard Take that. that. Yeah, fanboys on social media right. saying whatever you want to say to get clicks and views. That's right. That's right. 
They they aren't really. I don't know them. <laughs> no, no, they are. They are. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I love you all very much. Thank you for, you know, just the well wishes. Yeah. Seriously. A lot. Thank you all in chat as well for hanging out with us. Um, chat was very lively tonight. Thank you all so much. Foolish Fujis, Silk Can It, Sean McKenzie, Jose Jimenez with in there earlier. Dan S. Silk Can It, Desamine, all you guys. Thank you all so much. Jeeves, Jordan, Hida. Ooh, we thank you all so much for coming in, dropping by, and thank you all for listening. If you like this show, it truthfully, it really does help us out. Patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. We got some big bills coming up. Uh, we could really use all the help that we could uh, that, that you guys could provide, uh, if any. And if you can't, you go, ah, don't worry, budget's tight. No worries. Hey, you know what also helps us? Dropping us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help get eyes on the show and grow this big, beautiful family that we call home here at the Trophy Room. Make sure you're following me over at Mr. Badbit when I go live. Well, not going live. I'm not going to stream Helldivers, but join me in Helldivers at Mr. Badbit on Twitter and Mr. Badbit on PSN so we could go drop and you know fight some bugs and robots and all that stuff so with all that said and with all that out of the way everybody keep your wits about you keep hunting and keep playing playstation thank you and good night jacob hudson bye i love you <laughs>